0: Hello, and welcome to Virtual Roundtables Live, the broadcast that brings business leaders together to discuss and debate the latest industry topics and trends. Now over to today's host. Hi, and welcome to this session, The New Era in Experience. My name is Jamie Brighton, Head of Product Marketing for Adobe in EMEA focused on the Adobe Digital Experience products. I've worked in digital marketing for over 20 years with over 15 of those at Adobe. And I've privileged uh, in that time to work at the forefront of technology being used to drive exceptional customer experiences. We all know the impact of the pandemic has been far-reaching and widespread. It's impacted every corner of the globe and all aspects of society and business even reaching the heights of Everest Base Camp in recent weeks. Overnight, we swapped our desks for kitchen counters and dining room tables and face-to-face meetings for virtual ones. And I know that my team are already and always primed for that dreaded line, you're on mute, Jamie. And the economic impact of the COVID-19 pandemic was felt by all in that time. And as you can see from our first slide, GDP fell across the whole of Europe. Any future growth will come down to our ability to embrace this new normal, adapting to remote working, an increase in digital collaboration tools, such as Teams, Slack, and Zoom, and easing restrictions on transport and socializing. So what does this new normal look like? And in essence, that, that new normal is a term that we're already becoming possibly overly familiar with, but. How can brands thrive in what is in our world in our words and our, our thinking a new era in experience? Well, we recognize that the pandemic had a dramatic impact not just on how we all worked but it also changed how our customers behaved. It elevated their expectations for digital first experiences and fundamentally transformed how they lived their lives now Typically, consumer behavior doesn't change as much as some of the analysts would have you believe or say it does. Change only really happens when culture and technology change at the same time. And in the last year, Covid has really forced some big changes upon us. If we think about the areas, we've seen change politically with restrictions on movement. We've seen economic change, depressed economic activity in some sectors and spikes of activity in others. Um, you know, electronics, home office furniture, home entertainment. These are all these are all categories that have seen you know big spikes in uh, in those uh, you know consumer activity and behaviour. We've seen changes socially. We've learned to work from our kitchen tables and socialise on Zoom, and we've also seen changes in terms of technology. And you know, one prime example of that would be the forced acceleration of e-commerce forced on brands and also you know many cases forced on a consumer the new era in experience is predominantly digital it's an era defined by speed agility and increasingly personalization and is dictated by ever-shifting customer behavior and expectations but how did brands react to these shifting attitudes and expectations during the pandemic did they embrace change were they willing to take risks and make mistakes did they have the guts to re-channel investment into new unexplored and untested areas ask yourself these questions did you were your organizations able to take advantage of some of the opportunities here these were just some of the questions that we at adobe really wanted to address So we teamed up with London School of Economics to answer them, or at least attempt to, and to explore what this new era and experience looks like. Above all else, we wanted to try and answer that question. What separated brands who thrived in the pandemic from those who didn't? So this is a, we feel, a truly groundbreaking research project from, from LSE. It was started over 10 years ago and led by Dr. Alexander Grouse. Dr. Grouse has been researching uh, digital, cloud and disruptive and emerging technologies since 2007 alongside management practices and the impact on firm performance that best practice technology management can deliver. Through his research, Dr. Graus first identified the emergence of three distinct business archetypes when it comes to business success and digital transformation. Those three brand categories, survivors, hiders, and thrivers. That research culminated with heavy focus on um, the events of the 2020 pandemic, revealing some priceless insights into how these brand categories, uh, these different brand categories responded to the challenges of the pandemic, providing uh, detailed info on exactly why Thrivers did actually you know, indeed thrive. And four of the key areas used to distinguish between these brand responses are their approaches to uh, leadership, to technology strategy, to digital appetite, and to digital transformation blockers. So let's have a little look at um, some of these categories and what we discovered in a bit more detail. Survivors, those organizations getting by effectively on the bare minimum. Survivors accounted for 35% of brands surveyed in the research. Uh, the numbers on screen are representing the impact that was felt by each of these categories in their overall revenue during the pandemic period. Let's just talk a little bit about um, some of uh, the kind of impacts that uh, th- that were felt and how these organizations behaved in, you know, in different ways. So we can see that um, survivors f- uh, felt a 70% impact or 70% of survivors felt an impact recording a, a, a revenue drop. Um, 35% of hiders, which is a, another of the archetypes, um, saw an impact um, and thrivers only saw um, a 15% drop on average in. Um, their uh, Their revenues, so let's look at those categories in in a little bit more detail. How do the archetypes compare uh, when we're when we're thinking about this definition and we're thinking about um, attitudes to do investment in digital transformation and overcoming some of these challenges that we've seen from the pandemic? Well, as I said, we looked at this in um, in four main areas: leadership, digital appetite, strategy, and digital blockers. survivors getting by on the bare minimum, they accounted for 35% of brands surveyed in the research. Um, From a leadership perspective, leadership at these brands uh, tend to be the most cautious, uh, but also um, the most disconnected from the day to day running of the business. From a technology strategy point of view, almost all investment uh, spending was frozen, and innovation programmes were deferred to a later date. The digital appetite category. These organisations made the most reactionary and drastic spending cuts to digital projects. You know, in in a lot of cases, pulling all budgets overnight as a direct result of trying to respond in some way to the pandemic. Digital blockers. Primary blockers included um, leadership resistance, who cited technology costs, time to implement, lack of digital skills, and security as the main barriers to um, to really coming through the pandemic in in any kind of um, fit state or or with any kind of ability to um, right the ship once the pandemic was over. The second category or second archetype was hiders. um, And here we're categorizing selective investment in order to sustain some kind of competitive position. Hiders make up 40% of the brands surveyed. Um, and demonstrated uh, the following kind of characteristics in each of these categories. Um, Leadership management applied a mix of near-term profitability and long-term efficiencies. They're typically focused on people and technology openness. Technology strategy, hides selectively refined investment in areas that they believe to be of the greatest benefit. Digital appetite, um, we saw reductions in spend on technology and innovation, but a maintenance or maintaining just enough investment to sustain a competitive position. The digital blockers were very similar to the survivor archetype, but um, you know, potentially not as r- restrictive. Primary barriers include uh, technology costs, time to implement, lack of digital skills, and uh, you know, an- another big one, technology security. And as we saw, um, two thirds of of hiders suffered a drop in revenue with an average decrease of of 35%. Coming on to our third archetype and those that actually saw um, positive outcome uh, and positive progress through the pandemic, um, Thrivers, uh, demonstrating engaged and progressive leadership. Thrivers account for that remaining 25% of brands in the research. And um, going through the you know the sort of the categories here, leadership, um, Thriver management is visible and accountable. They balance short and long term view for profitability and innovation. Their technology strategy is well articulated. Um, you know they possess one in the first place, obviously, and they link technology and people with clear goals. Uh, obviously, digital appetite um, you know, is large. They re-channeled cost savings into technology innovation, creating an informed and connected workforce, and ultimately resulting in happy and engaged customers. Blockers obviously still exist for Thrivers. They're largely the same for, um, for Thrivers as they are for the other archetypes. But because Thrivers prog- um, possess progressive leadership that's open to change and willing to take risks, they can overcome many of these barriers. And finally, um, let's just talk a little bit about the financial impact. Thrivers obviously still felt some uh, impact from the pandemic. 66% uh, of Thrivers reported at least some revenue shortfall uh, with an average drop of 15%. But their strong digital presence will allow them and has allowed them to react, adapt and flourish in the uh, the medium to long term. So how do... Thrivers behave. What are some of the key traits of this Thriver archetype? By examining the shared behaviours of the most successful Thrivers, the research uncovered four common traits that we'd urge business leaders to embrace if they want to succeed during this new era in experience. Thrivers are hands-on and open to change. This new breed of leadership is visible, accountable, adaptable, and invests in innovation. Thrivers build organizational culture around trust. The new era has transformed the employer and employee relationship, and successful leaders are now invested in a company culture that's built on trust, empowerment, and autonomy. To capitalize on digital opportunities, creating the right culture is important, but um, very difficult in, in many cases to engineer. Even with a limitless budget, without the support of management and employees, it's tough to really elicit any kind of change. Why do we see that that's the case? Well, in many cases, organizations lack the internal skills or the time necessary to really focus on this and, and get it right. And um, you know, what we see from a, a vendor perspective is that vendors are, you know, customers are typically only using a fraction of the tools that vendors can, can provide. If we think about the impact of this on customer experience and employee experience, which is almost uh, critically important or as important these days as the outwardly facing customer experience, the number one internal factor in successfully creating great digital experience is not budget, but actually internal workflows and outdated workflows are the things that often get in the way and become those digital blockers that we were talking about before, one of the major digital blockers that we were talking about before. And some organizations are actually changing their internal structure around the customer journey to try and and overcome some of those challenges. For Thrivers, the most popular approach is to put the customer at the heart by creating cross-functional teams around the customer journey. In many cases, this enables seamless experience across channels. And its foundation is a centralized view of the customer and a centralized view of the data. The next most popular model, um, and you know, some Thrivers definitely demonstrate um, the use of this type of model, is that center of excellence. Um, this is often for organizations at the beginning of their transformation. Um, and is around developing skills and enabling them to actually create the governance that's required. Everything that we've discussed here requires environments that actually support and foster continuous learning. And that's one of the other traits of the the Thriver category. Thrivers enable continual learning and upskilling. The new era is constantly evolving, meaning that if you want to succeed, you've got to be able to evolve constantly too. Thrivers continually look at new ways to enable their people to best meet their customers' needs. So, they're continually and constantly pushing the bar for what their customers expect. Generally, we would say, you know, we need a more enlightened view to what learning and development can deliver for um, organisations, and we should aim to deliver dynamic learning experiences that fit individual and organisational needs. This means increasingly things like face-to-face training and on-demand training options for for job specialities. And then, Thrivers also adopt rapid decision-making. To match the fast-paced and unpredictable nature of the new era, Thrivers ensure every part of their business works together in real time to meet customer and employee needs. And they're ready to adapt to whatever change may come. In order to do this, businesses need to improve their insights in order to be able to keep up with the customer and, you know, try and in many cases to keep one step ahead of them. As a result, three quarters of senior executives that we surveyed in our recent e-consultancy digital trends report said that the role of marketing in in setting strategy had expanded in 2020 and would expand further in 21. Why was this? Well, the executive committee is looking to marketing to be the voice of this new customer in the new era in experience. And that means understanding and optimizing digital experiences. Of course, the ability to influence here depends on whether marketing has command of the data to understand this digital first customer. Speed to insight is a key lever for marketing to establish their authority in the boardroom and ultimately to secure the healthy budgets that are required. Over three quarters of senior executives say that because digital customers are marketing's domain, marketing has taken a more active role in strategy during the pandemic. Those who will remain at that table have above average digital measurement capabilities and the ability to communicate KPIs to external stakeholders. Just as a a quick example here, at companies where marketing has strong capabilities in gaining accurate insights and then testing them in the field, The CFO is two times more likely to recognize the importance of customer experience than in in companies where the capability is weak. Let's not allow a return to the pre-pandemic ways of making decisions um, by committee. We've already heard some execs talk about um, their organizations adapting to new and agile ways of taking decisions at the start of the pandemic, but that they feel that they are already slipping back into the old habits of taking months to, to make basic decisions that we might have seen in the past. So let's look at a couple of examples of organizations that um, are certainly thriving uh, and that we, can, um, we really think that we can learn from. Asprey, one of the world's oldest boutique retail brands, has built its customer experience around luxury face-to-face interactions. After the pandemic hit, it only took Asprey one and a half months to make the bold decision to go 100% digital. The challenge that they faced was was in translating the physical high-end feel of their in-store retail experience into a digital setting. To establish a similarly high-end digital experience, Asprey invested in key emerging technologies such as AI and blockchain. One major area of investment was this use of blockchain to highlight each stage of a product's manufacturing process, bringing to life the supply chain and the artisan craftspeople behind the creation of each product. It treated the customer to a complete view of their purchase's history and creation from start to finish. And digital technology has enabled Asprey to create this new brand of customer experience at scale and for all its products. It not only adds value to the product itself through confirmation that it was made with the proper values, but it also elevates how Asprey interact with their clients and their supply chain, because they're giving their partners more customer-facing visibility. For Asprey, the pandemic actually served as a catalyst for digital transformation and removed all internal resistance. Another great example is Boots. Uh, Few brands are as entrenched in British culture as Boots. It's a staple of the British high street, and so um, historically, much of its revenue revolves around its physical stores, of which there are over two and a half thousand across the UK. Even though during the pandemic, Boots was able to remain open as a a pharmacy, they still recognized the need to digitally transform multiple areas of their business. Chief among these was the launch of a new online pharmacy and beauty service to increase capacity for digital sales, repeat prescription deliveries, and even virtual consultations. Boots doubled the capacity of Boots.com over the lockdown period, increasing more home delivery slots and driving a 78% increase in Boots.com sales over that first lockdown period. Boots serves as a great example of a brand that weren't necessarily forced into digital transformation because they were obviously deemed essential and could remain open. But they knew that sustained digital investment was still the best way to continue delivering extraordinary experiences that enriched their customers' lives. So as we wrap up, a few things to think about. It's not too late to become a thriver. Global pandemics don't observe calendar changes, but we're heading into the second half of 2021, feeling much more optimistic about our future, and certainly in the UK, already experiencing some returns to normalcy. The COVID-19 genie will never be returned to its bottle. Many of the changes made during 2020 will be long lasting, some for good and some for bad, But with the sacrifices we, as a brand, have made, we gained certain freedoms, chiefly the ability to break free from legacy infrastructure and to rewrite, uh, in many ways, the future of remote working. So much of this was never previously possible and won't be stalled by a return to the office. The opportunities are there for those ready to seize them, especially among brands whose leadership attitudes may be their only barriers to success. Even so, there's still a significant level of untapped potential with, as we as we saw, only 25% of the brands in our research achieving that thriver status currently. And this was due to their long-term, deeper digital transformation focus. For the remaining three quarters of survivors and hiders, the four key leadership uh, represent a critical starting point for any future digital transformation aspirations. Our report categorically proved that cloud is the great enabler to successfully achieving um, digital transformation. The cloud ties all the key thriver traits together, whether that's enabling continual learning, empowering brands to make decisions quicker, or allowing leadership to be more visible and engaging. During the pandemic, the cloud represented the number one digital transformation accelerator, with over 65% of brands in Europe already adopting it and 90% considering it as their primary driver for digitization. And encouragingly, during the pandemic itself, 20% of brands further enhanced their use of the cloud through multi-cloud and additional cloud services. So what's the guidance here? Well, the best marketing technology solutions are cloud-based these days, making them more flexible and collaborative and allowing marketers to integrate them with existing solutions. Some of the guidance here is to think about unifying data by integrating cloud-based technology stacks. And we find that this offers marketers um, the approach to turn data volume and um, superior and faster insights around much more rapidly. And this can be used to create more customized digital experiences for customers. Logically, if we can speed up insight and use that to improve digital experiences, we'll have a much stronger case for further investment. Collaboration is also key. Strong partnerships are the foundation of achieving digital transformation and exceeding in this new era. Going alone just isn't an option, but rather acknowledging that you can't know everything and that people exist out there who can help you to achieve your goals, whatever they may be. And that's certainly where we think one aspect of how Adobe can help you, because we can help you to benchmark yourself and chart a course to becoming a a thriver. That's where Adobe can help. It's our job to enable, equip, and empower your people to do better and to make sure that you uncover their hidden innovation, contributions, talent, and brain power. One of the many ways that we do this is through the Adobe Digital Strategy Group who offer sustained strategic support that's right for your business um, and they offer things like standardised benchmarking of your digital maturity, your performance, your engagement capabilities, thought leadership and expert advice from industry-leading digital strategists and long-term strategy recommendations, uh, as well as things like short-term digital strategy roadmaps. So, in summary, um, I would like to say thank you very much for, uh, for watching the presentation this morning. Um, you can download the full report from the link on screen Um, And uh, finally, I would just like to wrap up by saying that we recently held our own uh, customer event and at that event, which is free to register, there's a whole host of uh, on-demand material available around the the subject of digital experience and customer experience management. So I would very much encourage you to register and, and take advantage of some of that learning material. With that, thank you very much and enjoy the rest of the event. Thanks for joining us this week on Virtual Roundtables Live. Make sure to visit our website www.virtualroundtables.com to learn more about upcoming webinars and events.